My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. My name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Director Om Raut's Adi Purush. This is shaping up to be a truly star-studded affair from the North and the South. Prabhas is Mariada Purushottam, Lord Ram. Kriti Sano is Sita. Sunny Singh is Lakshman. Saif Ali Khan is Lankesh, the mighty Ravan. And we are now told that South superstar Kicha Sudeep will play the dubious role of Vibhishan. Now, for those familiar with the Ramayana, you know why Vibhishan has a dubious reputation. You know it, right? Vibhishan was the younger brother of Ravan, the king of Lanka. And after Ravan abducts Sita and keeps her in captivity in Lanka, and the whole battle in the Ramayana actually begins, Vibhishan, realizing that his brother Ravan was in the wrong, he crosses over to the other side, to Ram's side, and he actually snitches on his own brother. Therefore, showing Lord Ram the path to ultimate victory. And that is why Vibhishan is a complex character. He's loved and hated in equal measure. Only because he did the right thing, yes, but he did so by going against his own brother. It's often the betrayal of an insider that leads to ruin. That's not an enviable reputation, is it? So digital streaming platforms are now being flooded with dramas and films that often boast at least one Bollywood star as part of the cast. Sometimes even more than one. Although truth be told, content is still king queen and the court jester having a Bollywood star on board is not going to cut it if the story is wishy-washy itna to hume ab tak pata chal chuka hai right lekin ek bade Bollywood star ka kisi bhi digital drama ya film mein hona that just makes it more easier to publicize it and market it and all the rest of it Bollywood's Miss Busy Bee right now Kriti Sano she's been finalized to play a rather fiery character in an OTT drama titled Raktapat a path stained with blood Kriti will cross swords with an actor who's deliberately been rather low-key so far, despite being a star kid. I'm talking about Raj Babbar and Smita Patil's son, Prateek Babbar. Now, I saw Prateek Babbar recently as John Abraham's younger brother in Mumbai Saga. And I think the web space is the perfect fit for Prateek Babbar. Because conventionally, he's not the best-looking guy in the world, but my God, can he act. 
Now, once Kapil Sharma's sidekick and comedy partner, then a comedy host in his own right, Sunil Grover, he surprised everyone, including himself, with a role as Saif Ali Khan's right-hand man in Tandav. A role that was a million miles from comedy. And Sunil Grover delivered magnificently, right? Now, his next web series is said to be another rather unique murder mystery. It is titled Sunflower. It is out next month with Ranveer Shiori and Girish Kulkarni as two inspectors hoping to get to the bottom of a rather sinister case, having to fight demons within the police force before confronting the suspecting criminals. You know what that sounds like? Line of duty with a desi tarka. Now, Sunflower has a rather flowery supporting cast as well. There's Ashish Vidyarthi, there's Mukul Chadda, there's Radha Bhatt, there's someone called Raj Kapoor and Shonali Nagrani. Ooh, I have no idea who she is. Do you? There's a lot of chat on the sets of Adi Purush, the massive, mammoth, eye-wateringly expensive sets of Adi Purush, laid out in the outskirts of Mumbai, because, you know, they had to recreate the times of the Ramayana, recreate the opulence of Lanka. Now, this set is now out of bounds, unused, bleeding money every single day because of the COVID scenario in Maharashtra, naturally, which has forced the state into a lockdown. And questions are now being asked on why Om Raut chose to shoot Adi Purush in Mumbai when Hyderabad would have been a much cheaper option and from a pandemic perspective, a much safer option from what we can see. Well, it is like crying over spilt milk because what's done is done. No one saw the second wave coming and hitting India with such intensity as it has, right? But we understand Adi Purush is considering moving its operations to newly created sets in Hyderabad to be able to finish the shoot, then get down to the edit and finally release what Om Raut is hoping would be a super duper hit. Inshallah. Now with the film fraternity in India engaged in various acts of charity right now, which they should be doing and which people are grateful for. There's a very interesting story from the sets of Prabhas and Pooja Hegde's film Radhe Sham. Yes, Now, Radhe Sham is still under production. It had a safe, though rather exotic shoot schedule last year across several parts of Europe because that is where the story is set in 1970s Europe. Now, the makers of Radhe Sham, they had to build an elaborate set of a hospital in a studio in Hyderabad. And this hospital was meant to look like a hospital in Italy from the 1970s because that is what the script demanded. News emerging that the makers of Radhe Sham, they have donated everything from that hospital film set. Beds, stretchers, PPE, medical equipment, oxygen cylinders and so much more. And they've donated this towards COVID relief, donating these to people who really read it, need it right now. This really brought a tear to my eye. How wonderful is this? People are going out of their way to see jitna bhi hai hamare paas, jo bhi hai hamare paas. Wo kehte hai na ki A, charity begins at home and B, generosity has nothing to do with the depth of your pocket. Kuch logo ke paas hazaro rupay wo ek bhi nahi dete hai. Kisi ke paas ek rupaya wo usse bhi share karte you can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon. Excited for you to hear this Jackie Shroff interview. I caught up with him on Sunday. Uh, it's with regards to Radhe, your most wanted buy, that we're going to see him in next. Of course, cinema's opening here in the UK on Monday the 17th. So uh, one of the first movies to take us back to the cinemas. More than anything, 
Jackie Shroff, Jaggu Dada, the legend that he is. You will hear his warmth in his voice. He's so lovely. And of course, just to remind you, it was Mother's Day on Sunday uh, across the rest of the world except the UK uh, and Europe. So he does mention that in there. So just didn't want you to get confused. Jackie, welcome to Sunrise Radio. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's your family? How's uh, everybody out there in your city? All Keep well. Safe. All well. Mm-hmm. Stay well and just enjoy yourself. I hope you guys like Radhe. We try our best to make it really a, a nice entertainer, a lot of fun and wholesome. It's wholesome. I hope and you guys I, watch I, it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, judging by the trailer, it looks fun. It looks uh, something like it will take our minds uh, off things that are happening in the world. So, um, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, it's fun and, um, you know, it has, uh, as well as it, the fact that it has an important underlying message, tell us a little bit about your character in the film. Uh, it's lighthearted. He's totally lighthearted. It's a comedy for me. Yeah. It could be tragedy for the others, but it's like comedy for me. When someone falls on a banana peel, it's tragedy for him. But people laugh, you know, when they see someone fall, someone go and give a hand, but someone laughs also, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm gonna have, I'm having a blast in the film. Um, Salman Khan, uh, Salman Khan's family, I know since last 40 years. Mm. So last 40 years, uh, we've been really close to each other. Mm-hmm. They really love me and respect and uh, my love and respect for their parents is too much. His respect for me is too much. Mm. Whenever he makes a film, he sees to it that Jackie is there in the film. I want him. Like I played his daddy in Bharat. Yeah. And now he's come uh, come up with this as his brother-in-law. Uh-huh. So for me, it's like um, back to uh, family's uh, production. That's and then on top of that, you have Prabhu Deva. Prabhu yeah. Deva ne mujhe direct kiya uske pehle as a dance director. Gee. He made me dance in Gardish which is impossible, how I can dance. I've done Zumba now. That's also, I don't know how I did it. But in Gardesh, for sure, I danced because of him. Oh. And then later on, he acted. We acted together in a film called Agni Varsha. Uh-huh. Then I saw Mukkala Mukkala. I said, whoa, wow. Then he made a film called Wanted. I said, yeah. man, and now I've got a chance to work with him. How can I say no? And a man who made me dance can definitely get comedy out of me. Of course. <laughs> so you got the Ava out of me. I look like uh, some kind of thing which I, I haven't seen myself before. That, that's different me totally. I'm so glad. And I'm glad that, you know, you, you've you done such a wide variety of roles throughout your career, Jackie. Um, yeah. One of my favorites and a film of yours that I have grown up watching is King Uncle. That oh, is Lord, my ultimate, that. ultimate childhood film that is. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I've seen that film. You must be a little child when you watched it. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How long is that? Now, 20 years at least that film's gone 20, 22 years back. More maybe. Such a brilliant film. Oh, my darling. So sweet. I loved it. In fact, that's my most favorite film. Oh, I'm so glad because it's my my most favorite childhood film. It really is. Um, Like most wanted. That was my most wanted. It has has a thought of girl adoption. Girl child adoption. It's about adoption. So it's beautiful. And besides that, uh, Radhe is uh, something which is close to my heart now because it's something... I've never done so much. It's like, it's it's a short and sweet comedy, mm-hmm. which comedy for me is something like I'm serious, maybe I'm sensual, maybe I'm romantic, maybe I'm a fighter, 
But this, this is fun. This is like fun. I'm so, so, so glad. And I think perfect timing uh, to bring audiences back um, in the theatres for this because it's a a long time coming. And I think um, this film will, it will take people back to the cinemas here in the UK. So we're really grateful for uh, for that. And besides this, uh, we've got to spread a little happiness. There has to be a little smile behind the mask. We should reach your eyes. We should hear the laughter. They should... Laughter will get you your immunity back. The more you laugh, the more you're strong. Yeah. Your, your organs are going to say, hey, thanks, Jackie, for laughing. Thanks, Jackie, for breathing. You know, like liver saying that. Of kidneys course. Saying that. <laughs> yeah, laughter is huge. Just go laugh and keep your, keep your brains at home. Yeah. Just enjoy it on the big screen and, and come home. That's it. Stay yeah. safe, darlings. Super duper. And Jackie, tell me, how do you, you know, you've, how do you select your projects that you do um, with the vast variety that you have given us over your career, uh, spanning so many years? What kind of projects and how do you say yes to them? Um, Sometimes I do it for uh, great scripts Mm -hmm. where I see that um, you're sitting on a chair and chair has four stands, right? You're sitting, there are four if I take out one, you can fall. Yeah. So that's it. Four legs. So one leg you take it out, it falls down. So that's the kind of role I look for, darling. Yeah. And um and in terms of the underlying message in this film, what what is it? What is this underlying message in the movie Radhe that you are giving to the audiences? I ain't giving any message. I'm just having a blast. I'm playing a guy who's really um, out to have fun. Yeah. And I feel that's the message. Go there, have fun, keep safe and keep laughing. Mm-hmm. Help people as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be, uh, be strong towards your aim in life. And yeah. let that aim be a beautiful aim to mm-hmm. help and to, ha- uh, to spread happiness. Yeah. Bas. Mm-hmm. You are, if you if you if you take life, I mean you're there. I'm here. I know I won't be here, but the the time that I spend here and my each and every breath should count. It should it should ignite me. Every oxygen breath that I take should burn and and should whoa give you power. Basically, yeah. <laughs> pranayam only pranayam and radhe radhe. Radhe Radhe, Radhe Radhe. Um, let's talk about the music of the film. Uh, which one would you say is your favourite song? Aapka sabse favourite gana kaun sa hai isme se? Siti. Siti Mar. Siti Mar, Siti Mar, Siti Mar, No, that's brilliant. It's really good. And we really, really look forward to uh, seeing you back on the big screen. I think this is going to be such a treat uh, for all yeah, of us. It's going to be fun. I think people should please go for it. Please propagate and go for it. But be safe, but go for it. Finally, you get to see something on uh, on bedsheet, not on a kerchief. Yes. Yeah. So sure. enjoy it. For sure. Enjoy both. And Jackie, uh, a message to your fans who are going to be listening to this on the radio, who are going to be watching this on social media. Uh, what's one thing that you would like to say to them aside from, you know, go and have a blast and just be happy? Today is, today is Mars Day, Mama's Day. Why just today? It should be every day. 
but still loads of love to all the mothers, all the Shaktis. Sadar Pranam, happiness to your family, mamas, to your husbands, your children. You look at your mother's face, you see God in her. That's enough. So today is a God's, uh, it's Mama's day today. I don't know why, just today. I think this is time to look into your children, your parents, everyone's eyes more than mobile. Yeah, look at that, but look at your mom. Ah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and talking about, you know, um, children, how as a father, uh, do you kind of see Tiger? He's grown up into this amazing human, this amazing actor. Um, when you look at him, what do you think? My daughter is into uh, mixed martial art and she has a gym where she trains people for fitness. That makes me really proud. My son is someone who's given ke tiger kebab. When I go out, the kids love tiger so much. They have no idea who Jackie is, but their Aww. mother knows. The mama always says, tiger ka papa, tiger ka papa. That makes <laughs> me really, really happy. Okay, I, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting recognized because of my son. And any father would want that, any mother would want that, I feel. Yes. Very, very sweet. Jackie, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to talk to us. It's been so no, lovely. Thank you. thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, darling. Lots Thank of love to your family. Keep Thank in touch. You. Thank you. Take care, Jackie. Bye-bye. Take care, guys, in England. Take care, guys, in London. Take care wherever you are. Just keep loving. And today's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. It should be every day. Have a blast. Look in your mama's eyes. Listen to our Bollywood queen, Anushka Aurora, from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise. My friend and a guest today, Hunters joins me. There he is. What's going on, brother? Yes, been way too long. How you doing? I'm very well. So listen, before we start, just before you came on, I played um, the Hansraj track that you did, uh, Aja Kuriye, right? And I talked about the fact that I, whenever I play it, I always talk about the fun fact that Malkit Singh was on that track when you first produced it, and then he had to be removed from that track. Industry politics, and, and I hate that. And that was the version that I wanted to come out. Yeah. And then in the end, because uh, it, it was a record label thing. Um, Malkit Badi was with Oriental, uh, Hans Badi's in India, I was with uh, Movie Box at the time. So it wasn't how I wanted it. And hopefully one day we can release the original version. Well, listen, I know that I've got that track on file somewhere at home. So I'm going to load it into the system. And if you need it, let me know. I'll send it over to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> leak it, leak it. Leak it, I'll leak it. Listen, man, what a pleasure it is to see you. It's, it's a shame because me and you go back a long, long way. I even mentioned in your intro that we've toured the country together on a theatre show that we did for the <laughs> National Theatre. You slept on my couch many a night at home in Harrow. Uh, so we're family. So thank you so much for taking time out. And more importantly, before we move on, let me just make sure everybody at home is well and safe, brother. Yeah, everybody is good. I hope everybody's good at home as well. And we, we've had an amazing time. Uh, and also, 
we're proud of what you've done as an actor. We started, um, I told everybody, I said, uh, he was dope from day one. <laughs> That's very kind, man. <laughs> but as I always say to people, this is about you, the guest on my show today. So let's talk about you. Oh, look, your brother, Little V, has just joined as well. What is going on, V? Oh, we're going to be talking about me. V as well, just very, very briefly. But first, let us talk about the fact that you have now released this brand new single it's a completely different vibe that we've heard from you in a long long time it's been a long time coming man there's been social media post after social media post over the last probably even 18 months of you saying new music coming new music coming new music coming why so long man um well first and foremost what we're about to do is set levels that have not been set before yeah the video that i've just dropped has um everybody's gone crazy over it. it it's got the texture of big up branch guy yes it's got the texture <laughs> it's got the texture of um like a john wick kind of a thing yeah uh, you're from an act background you would have seen that what i'm about to do what we were preparing in the last 18 months i was hinting to everybody first and foremost my office and my studio is about to open right next to westminster abbey that should just tell you a little bit about what we're about to do yeah very very serious move and so I'm with a completely new team, amazing new team. It's an international conglomerate of people that have very strong holds in India, Pakistan, the US, Middle East. And I'm about to make music how I wanted to make music, which is always um, global fusion and it back in the day. Except that I was probably, uh, people used to say you were ahead of your time and I used to say, but I'm not sure, but now maybe they were right. Yeah. So we're ready. And you absolutely are ready because I've seen the announcements on, on social media. You know, you're moving into studios next door to Westminster Abbey, as you said. And the fact is, you're about to make moves in a way that hopefully we've been waiting as British Asian artists in this country for a very long time. We mentioned V earlier. He's had huge success in the last three, four years with Guru Randava's hits. You know, for a lot of people that might be watching or listening, you might not know that. And most of Guru Randava's success musically has been produced by Hunters' little brother V as well, who we're very proud of, who uh, Hunters and I both took to the dome in Birmingham when he was eight years old to perform yeah. uh, and got him to talk yeah. to young girls but in those days we were allowed to do that kind of stuff um, so his yeah. success is something else in India and you're about to do hopefully the same here in the UK I mean let's talk about what the hopes and joys are of that what is the what is the overall goal of this this new company okay um, London Inc so today I was in a meeting we're taking Dave Chappelle to Kenya mm-hmm. okay so we have links. It's not just music. We have a podcast. We have short film, which I'll talk to you about yeah. as well. There's a whole load of things. I'll give you um, the people that have come in to help me. I mean, I'm absolutely grateful. Absolutely grateful. It starts from the legal side. My lawyer is the same lawyer as Adele. Lawyer is very important. Nice. In the music yeah, industry. in the music industry, uh, definitely. Very important. We're, we're going to be doing international. Um, it's a global fusion. So you might see me with one of the top um, singers. Uh, Arabic singers, me with one of the top Afrobeat artists, which is definitely going to happen. Um, me with, uh, you know, the guys from America. One of the guys on my label has just been working with Lauren Hill and got vocals from her. Wow. If you know about music, you'll know how difficult that is. Yeah. Do you see the risk that they have? Yeah? Yeah. Um, and the guy, the guy I'm also, I'm not going to mention names at the moment, everything is going to be announced in about three to four weeks' time right. of we put this together, right? It's absolutely... Um, enormous on Monday we have Rio Ferdinand coming in for um, a reading or something nice um, <laughs> it, we, we, we have this is a mainstream label if you want to use the word mainstream yeah. but they like to say global fusion yeah. and they were like 
they were like, we selected you from the whole Asian industry because we looked at everybody else and everybody's talented, yeah. but everybody was good at just this. Or everybody was good at just this. We wanted somebody um, who, who can do all the things that we thought. Let's have a look. So I've, I'm working with artists from Jamaica. Um, I'm about to go to the US to work with Buster Rhymes. I've just done a deal with him in New York. Nice. Um, that's just a, just a little bit of it let me uh, forgive me for interrupting but let me add to the fact that because I've known you for so long I've known you've been a multifaceted no. not just musician but you know like I said we toured with the National Theatre back in 93, 94 together you were the rap narrator of a show that was a kind of musical that celebrated British South Asian kind of culture through cricket and stuff and I've seen all of that I've seen you do that I've seen you you went to guitar school you went, you've studied every instrument that there is to study or play or whatever and kind of stuff so in terms of of stepping it up this is definitely a kind of move in the right direction we're aware of that but what's what's the goal like what are you is this is this there to set up and champion new artists is this there to further your career or is it all of those things both so the label uh, before I was signed to a label now I co-own a label right I'm not I co-own the label so it's to uh, for instance, the new single, Tera Vil Mujizede, features a young upcoming artist called Amina, who just happens to be, right? It wasn't even planned. She happens to be from Bedford, mm, my hometown. Which is your hometown. And she's about to become like uh, the queen of Algerian pop music. Wow. And we're going to do that for her and give her that platform. But right now, she's in the studio working with producers who work with Amy Winehouse. Wow. My label has done that for her. Uh, it's not about me producing everything. We will go for the um, new talent, but they have to be awesome and it, like with me I'm ruthless when it comes to music yeah. we we have to do it the hard way my brother V has touched 4 billion YouTube views with Guru Randawa wow. and a few years back he was sleeping on the floor in recording studios I know. in London I know um, we, so there are artists who we have found that Amina has worked very very hard and there's others so yes it is a label we are going to collaborate with people it's not a free fall anybody can come and get signed you have to be really really um, you, you have to show us that you love music and you have to show us that you love global music music as well so you're, set, a, you're setting uh, the, you're setting the bar high, bar high which is what you've always done even when you produced the album with Taz of Syria Nation all those years ago you, you created a sound that no one had really heard or, or crossed over to India in the way that that album did you've taught I know you performed alongside Michael Jackson you've done it all man and now is the right time for you and it's a long time coming so I honestly from the bottom of my heart I'm so happy and proud for you let's talk about this brand new single then brother you just mentioned it Tera Dil Mujhe De De it sounds like a line from Shole Ye Haat Mujhe De De Thakur I had to say that one it's been ringing in my head for days I've been waiting to drop that one uh, Tera Tell me about this song and tell me about the vibe because I played a little clip just now and it's kind of the sound that isn't synonymous with Hunters. You've got that pop, kind of happy uh, dance floor kind of vibe that, that most people know. I know that side of you because I've seen you jam and I've seen you play uh, beautiful kind of Dardavere Geet and all that kind of stuff. But this is a sound that people aren't necessarily synonymous with you, yeah? Well, that's why the tune is going... Um smashing it up right now um, my brother Honey Singh just shared it yesterday yes he did. All over the place. yeah so what's happened is that song is a Hindi song with an Arabic singer singing in um, singing Arabic and English over a drill beat yeah. find me another one like that on the net it's not there <laughs> the people behind us strategically they are unbelievable Amit it's not just me I have an amazing team yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually working with people at the same level 
and passion that I have for music. And I've got to be honest with you, I've never had that before. Apart from my brothers and my family, yeah. I've never met anybody whose vision was a bit more than um, South or to Glasgow. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the world yeah. is a world is a real, real big place. I used yeah. to say, um, um, like uh, Guru, I'm very proud of him. Guru is a Punjabi artist performing in parts of India where nobody speaks Punjabi. Yeah. Only because they dared to be like different with the music. And I'm about to do stuff like that that uh, people will see now and taking our culture yeah. and mixing it with other cultures in a global fusion but done at the highest level. Oh man, I'm so excited for you man and for, for what's about to happen. For those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to the Punkla Show down here on Sunrise Radio. I'm joined by my very good friend and brother Hunters. Uh, we've, like I said, we've grown up together. We've spent a lot of time on the road together and we've got a lot of mutual appreciation and, and it's wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, let's talk about the future then. Well, I mean, we sort of discussed that already, but after this single, what comes next? When does, when does, let's just say, when do you, do you, will you ever go back to producing the kind of music that, that you've been mu- doing so far? Will there be an out and out Bollywood will there be an out and out Pagara Banger or will it always be continuous global fusion type stuff no no there will be everything I'm, I'm giving everybody a challenge count the genre so you might have a reggae song you might have um, Julian Marley I'm talking to Bob Marley's son at the moment you might have him pop up on the song with a lovely Punjabi chorus song that's not been done before okay um, you, there is a Bollywood so obviously everybody's asked me um, Bollywood when are you going to go to Bollywood now I can't, I can't just go to Bollywood I was probably not on their radar definitely not on their radar yeah. I can tell you this 100% now the people who work with I'm on their radar in fact my, my people control the radar okay <laughs> so uh, out of the last five years the top five Bollywood stars who have been in Hollywood one of them has been confirmed for one of my videos right wow Amazing. And I know you were on a shoot today as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Is the next single, is that for the next single? This is actually different from London Inc. London Inc. is our record label. This was actually a separate project. I was supporting a very, very good friend of mine at Kiss Records. And they, um, uh, I honoured my agreement, as I always would. And it was something we planned last year, but then COVID um, came and messed all the plans up yeah. uh, for that project. So we went and finished that today. It's a reggae song with a Punjabi vibe on it. I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the reggae scene, uh, bringing the reggae music to the forefront a lot more because I've just spent 10 years with UB40 and I've got their blessing to take that forward. Yeah, yeah. And today when I performed it, there were UB40 fans coming in and saying... What is this like? This is UB40, but it's an Asian guy with a guitar. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it is. Let me ask you a question, bruv. If you had to pick an instrument, what? I know it's going to be a hard one. What is your instrument? What is Hunters' instrument? Hold it, right? <laughs> Come on, then. <laughs> ah, it's a double up. That one. There you go. So the tabla is your instrument of choice, yeah? Yeah, tabla is my instrument. It's the first instrument that I started um, learning and I'm still learning um, because it gives me all the rhythms that I want. It gives me the intricate rhythms that I I want and I'm still studying. So tabla definitely is my main instrument. Well, let me tell you, man, you were the person to introduce me to the sounds of people like Nusra Fateh Khan alongside Sanjay Sanj. I posted that a couple of years ago on his uh, birth anniversary that if it wasn't for you and Sanjay Sanj, I wouldn't even kind of understand the music of Nusra Fateh Khan. And, and also, uh, you introduced me to sounds and songs that like Kowalis and Guzzles and stuff that I wouldn't have... We spent hours in hotel rooms 
forums after touring and doing theatre shows, listening to music that I would never have been exposed to. So I owe you a lot musically as well. Brother, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And hopefully very, very soon we'll get you in the studio, brother, and talk about the forthcoming stuff once all of this madness is over. Give my love to the family. Peace and love. Stay safe. And all the very best. Join Amit Channa every Saturday from 4pm for the Bungwa Showdown, playing you the finest in Punjabi and Bungwa music from the past, present and future. This is Anila Dami on Sunday. Joining me now on the line is Barry Gardner, Labour MP for Brent North. Very good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. How do you feel, first of all, about losing Hartlepool? Look, I'm disappointed when we lose any election in this country um, because I see what this government is doing. I see the policies that are going on about fire and rehire, allowing you know companies, major companies, to just lay thousands of people off, uh, say, right, you're fired, and the next day, if you want your job back, you can have it, but it's on, on lower terms and conditions. Um, other countries have banned that. We haven't. So I, I see day-to-day what's happening in social care. I see what day-to-day is happening in our public services. And it, it gives me real grief. So when, when we're not able to get into government, whether it's at a local level or whether it's at a national level, it's something that gives me great pain. I'm sure. And also, of course, you'd be focusing on the grievances you have with the Conservative Party. I mean, you mentioned their jobs, but some would say right. that actually... <laughs> Hardly grievances, if I can put it that way. It's a policy difference. It, you know, what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, look at social care. Look at, look at the problems of dementia but, in this country. And you're having somebody on who's going to be talking, I think, about mental health. Mm. And such an important... Thing that is affecting millions of families in this country, you know, and tearing course, guts uh, out of them. And the government, the Prime Minister, stood on the steps of Downing Street in 20-whatever it was and said, you know, oh, don't worry, I've got a plan, it's all going to be fixed. And, and here we are two years later, and, and no plan, it's not been fixed, it's not even in the Queen's speech. So, you know, these and, are not just while... grievances, mm. these are policy differences, and it's about looking around us in this country and saying... What are the things that really need fixing? And of course, you've touched, you've brought up there the social care and the fact that it wasn't in the Queen's speech. They did announce that proposals for social care will be brought forward. But I'm really interested in understanding about the Labour Party because Lord Mandelson <laughs> said that former Hartlepool MP and Director of Communications, Lord Mandelson, said that Jeremy Corbyn is still casting a cloud over the town, though he, I have to say, he did win that seat twice as leader of the opposition. <laughs> Some say it was a Brexit vote. But where is there a need to re-message, reposition the Labour Party? Because obviously, you know, I've had MP Kim Johnson on just before the break and she was very passionate about the policies of the Labour Party and what the Labour Party stands for. You're obviously here expressing as well the policy differences but is that coming across to voters? Look, um, the one thing that I think (laughs) the Labour Party should have learned over the past year is now um, is actually that the more we talk about ourselves um, (laughs) in terms of disputes amongst ourselves, the worse it gets. The public just switch off. I don't want to talk about, you know, who says what in the Labour Party. I want to say, what is the Labour Party's positive programme for government? What is the Labour Party's solution 
to the problem of low wages? What's the solution to the fact that I have in my constituency, and, and you'll have seen it, and I know you'll have reported on it, you know, queues going back from the food bank mm. here outside the Mandia, stretching yeah. for a mile and more, a mm. mile of people, families who cannot feed their children. These are the things that I want to be focused on because these are the things that are wrong with our country. Now, yeah, I want people to be talking about the Labour Party, but I want them to be talking about the Labour Party's vision. I want them to be talking about what the Labour Party can do for them if we change that, if we make it the case that actually companies are not paying people such pittance wages that they have to go on to universal credit to top those wages up to then be able to afford their rent or to be able to afford to feed their children. Now, Although I must, know, I must just add there that the, the that. national living wage has been increased and this government has provided furlough, extended it to September and given an incredible amount of money to try and keep people afloat economically. Yes, but, but, look at, but look, you're reporting from, from a base here in London. Right now, let's look at what has happened to the London economy. Let's look at London's economy depends on hospitality. It depends on arts and media venues. And thank God they're opening up tomorrow. You know, that will be a huge boost to London's economy. But who are the very people that didn't get those furloughs, who didn't get that support? It was all the people who were working in the arts. Yeah, they gave some support to theatres, but did mm. that go down to the, the, to, to, to the artists and the comedians and the, and the musicians that would play in those theatres? No, it didn't. They were the ones who were left saying, well, you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm a self-employed person here and I'm not getting the support that I need. You know, and, and this is what was so wrong with it. Um, you know, uh, uh, and of course we needed to put money into the economy. Of course that was essential. But look also what happened. Look at where some of that money went and look at the embarrassment that was on, on, on uh, Matt Hancock's face this morning when he was asked about the, uh, the, the contract that uh, was proposed uh, for PPE, for, for face masks, by an old mate of his, Brooks Newmark, uh, at which he then recommended to the people who are looking at it, the Secretary of State says this looks like an excellent proposal. Well, he's not the person to judge that, is he? You know, and eventually that contract went through. So, you know, these are the things that we've got to say. Yes, they did some really important things in terms of putting money into the economy and sea bills and so on. But they, they also made sure that a hell of a lot of it went to their mates. And there has been a lot of controversy in there. Obviously, you're talking about Matt Hancock. There's also been with Boris Johnson and his flat refurbishment. Why is it, do you think, then, people are hearing these stories yet still voting and, you know, turning to Conservatives at this time? I think one thing is clear, and, and, and there is a pattern. The pattern is this. In each part of the United Kingdom, in Scotland, in Wales, and in England, and I'm excluding Northern Ireland for the moment, mm -hmm. where a first minister has been on the television every day, reaching out to the public, talking to them about the thing that was most important to them and their lives and their family, namely the coronavirus, in each of those regions, their vote went up. Now, I don't think that's, you know, happenstance. I think it's because people have basically had that 
sort of advertisement going in. They've got that familiarity and they know that on the most important things in their lives, those first ministers have been dealing with it. And therefore, there's, a, there's something that comes from that. And let's be clear, the, the Conservative government handled the first part of the pandemic absolutely atrociously. The, the initial failure to lock down, the second failure to lock down. Although, the GP, although they would they say that they were unprecedented times. Yeah, it's the most overused word in the English language over the past two years, unprecedented. But the point is this, at the time when they they got that wrong, they've now come to a point where, because of the National Health Service, we now have a fantastic vaccination programme, better than any in the world, because we have the NHS, because it's a national institution, they're not trying to do this piecemeal. And the vaccination programme has been the success story here. Great mm-hmm. Absolutely great. Um, so the, the elections came at the point where things started going well, rather than at the time when things were going very badly for the government. Let, let, let's, let's look forward then from this point on. What will the Labour Party be doing to appeal to voters? Because you talk about your the Labour Party's vision and how you want people to know about the solution to low wages, the solution to the use of food banks. What will the Labour Party be doing to push that vision, if anything, well, uh, other let, than, let, let other than a cabinet reshuffle, off. which yeah. there no, wasn't no, no, much no, to no, it? No, no. Reshuffle, you know, that's, that's not the important thing. The public doesn't mind who's up, who's down, who's in, in and out in any party, right? Mm. What, what they mind about is when they lose their job, right? What they mind about is when the economy tanks, when they can't pay their rent. So you, you ask, what are the policies that we'll be, we'll, we would be bringing forward as a government? <laughs> One of the first things we would be saying is end fire and rehire. That is a huge issue for hundreds of thousands of families in this country. It means that you're being told you've lost your job, you've been fired. And the next day you're being told, well, you know, you know, you could get your job back, but we'll pay you less. Now, why are companies allowed to do this in this country when they're not allowed to do it elsewhere in the developed world? MP, they shouldn't be. MP Gardner, what I wonder is how you'll be getting that message across. Well, by talking to people like you, of course. That's what I love doing. I love getting out there, talking to people like you. You have, you know, listeners who trust you as a radio station who are listening to what you say. And that's why I want to speak to people like you, because that's the way we can get our message across. Some people think that Sir Keir Starmer's um, campaign trail ahead of the elections was all about publicity, actually. And, you know, I've been reading some comments where people are saying it was just a, a picture opportunity. And then obviously he was, you know, there was a whole debacle of him being thrown out of a pub. And and, and now he's going to be, you know, doing more interviews. He's apparently appearing on Piers Morgan's Life Stories. Is publicity or, you know, appearing on platforms the only way? I mean, what do you make of your leader, Sir Keir no, Starmer? Look, can, 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 can I just say... It's, it's not about appearing on platforms. It's about having the policies which, when you Im- appear on platforms, inspire people, right? Um, and, do you, and it do you think Sir Keir Starmer inspi- is inspiring? Oh, look, you know, I know you guys would love to get a, a cigarette paper between any Labour politician and, 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 and any other Labour politician. But, you know, that's a gotcha story. That's a silly story. Let's 
focus on the issues. Let's focus on the real issues. It, it's, I not am, I, it, it's not I, that. No, it's not that. It's not about me trying to say, um, you know, trying to get a line or anything. Actually, it's more that, you know, this. there is a duty of opposition in this country. And it's m- rather me asking, do you think Sir Keir Starmer is a strong opposition to Boris Johnson, who's clearly leading when it comes to polls at the moment and popularity and votership? as is the Conservative uh, Party. So it's more that what do you make of Sir Keir Starmer that with all this narrative I, of I, Jeremy I think, Corbyn yeah. still reverberating, the Brexit no, no, vote just, still reverberating? Can, can, can I just say, I was up in Hartlepool. I heard, I heard your, your, what you said, Peter Mandelson. Said. Mm-hmm. I was up in Hartlepool. I went door to door in Hartlepool. Not one person mentioned Jeremy Corbyn. Um, that wasn't the issue. It absolutely wasn't the issue. Um, you know, so I, I, I do think we need to, to try and get away from personality politics. We need policy politics. That's what we need. And I think anybody who looks at the way in which Sir Keir Starmer grills Boris Johnson at question time every Wednesday uh, will come away every Wednesday and look at it and say, actually, you know what? The leader of the opposition is the guy that had the point here. Um, and Boris dodged it. He ducked and he dived as he always does. And that's what Boris is about. It's about, you know, making promises to the electorate on the steps of Downing Street that he already had a plan that he was going to implement straight away, sort out social care. And here we are, as you say, the Queen's speech feebly says, we may bring forward proposals. Not that there's legislation, proposals, right? Two and a half years on, nothing. And that's what you see time and time again with Boris Johnson. It's the huge rhetoric, the great bombast, oh, you know, would you like to be down in the pub with me having a drink sort of politics. But when it comes to delivering on the policies that he's promised, like so much in his life, he doesn't deliver. MP Gardner, thank you very much for your time this morning. My pleasure. Tune in every Sunday, 10am to 12 noon, for Anila Dami on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day. It is that time now to get flirty. At 8.30, I have a single person on the line. He's ready to join me. But before that, let me remind you what this is all about. All singles. Are you ready to get flirty at 8:30? Message the studio now and let the love doctor of Sunrise help you find love. I'm here to help you find love, and I have someone special on the line with me right now. But he is actually my namesake as well. He his name is Amit. He is from Newcastle and he's here right now. Amit, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. You're such a brave guy, but I absolutely love it because, (laughs) you know what? I think this works out better for men than it does women because this shows how brave you are, how confident you are, and it's a very attractive trait. So I think this is a good thing for you that you've taken taken the reins and decided, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to just put myself out there. So anyway, welcome to the show, Amit. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Like what, like obviously we found out you're from Newcastle. Tell everyone how old you are, what you do, perhaps in your spare time, what you like to do for fun, as much or as little information as you want to give. Um, So my name's Amit. I'm from Newcastle. I'm 40. I am an IT consultant. Um, I work from home. And in my spare time, I help run my local community radio station up here. 
No, really? That's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. I love. Oh, so you know all that. You know how this works. No wonder you're not shy today. You liar. You didn't even tell me this before. That's. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. That is absolutely awesome. I love that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. IT consultant, and he also dabbles in a little bit of radio as well. I love it. I love it. So listen, how this works, and how you get flirty with me at eight thirty, not with me, with the ladies out there, of course. Uh, I want to ask you some very simple questions. Just have some fun with it. Tell everyone about yourself. And you never know who may come forward. A lady may come out of the woodwork and just say, "Oh, he sounds delicious. I'll have a piece of that." Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. So my first question to you is: um, Tell us about a little bit about the kind of person who would be your soulmate. Who would be the like the character? What would be the characteristics of this person who you would like to call your soulmate? You know, what kind of traits would they have? Qualities? Uh, what would you do together to enjoy each other's time? Anything as much or as little detail as you want. Oh, okay. So I think someone, and if, if I go down the Bollywood route, so someone similar to Anjali from Gubby Cushy Gubby Gum. Ah, um, nice. A slightly boisterous. So, so, um, a, a little bit fun, a little bit um, quirky, um, outgoing, is able to speak to anyone, is able to, isn't shy about a personality, about a culture, all that kind of stuff that that, and that Gadol was in that movie. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that. It's a little bit naive, a little bit um, sweet. Um, yeah, funny, like a friendship, a romance. Piar dosti hai, piar dosti hai. That's but, what you're looking for. So, yeah, but like, yeah, a bit of like where every day is a new day, a new date. Like 15 years of marriage, and she's still saying, "Come home early." Do you know what I mean that that kind of cuteness and sweetness? Oh, you're such a romantic. Listen to him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there you go, ladies. He's looking for his... He is the Rahul and he's looking for his Anjali. Uh, so if you are that type of woman, you know what? This this could be your lucky day. But let me ask you a couple more questions. Very important as well. Uh, let me ask you, what. tell me one fun, quirky thing about yourself that very few people or no one knows. Oh, um, I am scared of height. Oh. I refuse to let anyone know and I refuse to show it when I'm in a situation. Ah, nice. So you do you get scared when you go on planes and stuff or you're okay with that? Oh, I hate that. The takeoff and landing on the plane. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there you go, ladies. He needs a brave woman. Okay, so that's what we've established so far as well. Uh, what would you cook your ideal uh, ideal date on a first date? What would you cook to impress them, to, like, knock their socks off? Oh, I think it would be um, chicken wrapped in parma ham with seasonal vegetables and dauphinois potatoes. Nice. Nice. So that, that's a good meal. So just just from this, I'm alluding, uh, sorry, establishing from this, uh, ladies, that he's not into vegetarians. So if you eat meat and you love no. your meat, he would be your ideal partner. No, no, honestly, I, I can do a bonita version of that. <laughs> oh nice okay vegetarians welcome there you go that's his tagline on his uh, dating profile vegetarians welcome <laughs> uh, alright one last thing to ask you as well because obviously I think this is such an important aspect of a relationship and kind of like can even make or break a relationship but what would you say are the perfect pizza toppings oh chili so, so that you're, you and your partner don't have to like get a pizza with like half and half that you can actually share a pizza what would be your ideal toppings spicy chili chicken spicy chili chicken 
Anything else? Like, can I ask you a question? Are you the kind of guy who would have pineapple on his pizza? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, so you don't do sweet on the savoury? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, ladies, there you go. So we've learned this about Amit, that if you like pineapple on your pizza, then perhaps you might have to break that habit. Uh, or perhaps he could not be your man. But if you do not like pineapples on your pizza, then Amit could be the ideal man for you. Any last words, my friend, that you'd like to share with any of the beautiful ladies out there, the single ladies who are sort of maybe in their mid-30s to mid-40s who are into a uh, IT consultant, what would you what would you say to them? Call in now. Don't miss out. <laughs> You sound like an old Sunrise Radio ad. <laughs> Got price windows in the bud. <laughs> oh, my God, remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You sound like one of those. Ad- Maybe we should get you in to do some of our Sunrise ads. That might do the trick as well. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I, do, I do my little ads up here. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah. you? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, should I say? Not gentlemen. But gentlemen, if you're interested, uh, just so you know, he's, uh, he's uh, looking for a lady. Uh, but he is... Is there on the market, ladies? Uh, he's uh, 40 years old. He's an IT consultant. Uh, he loves to be adventurous. He's looking for an Anjali to his Rahul. Um, and he says spicy chili chicken on his pizza would be a nice compliment if a lady enjoyed that as well. Does that sound about right to you? It does, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. So, any ladies out there that like the sound of Amit? Because he is my namesake, so he must be good. Drop me a WhatsApp, 0795 700 272, and I will put you two in touch. And if you do end up getting a t- date, you'll have to both come back and tell us how it goes. Cool? 100%. Amit, you have been an absolute superstar today, I have to say. And I truly, truly hope I can find you your love. And who knows, you could be the first sunrise wedding. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, that would be epic. That would be, I have to say as well. Amit, it's been a pleasure having you on. Stay on the line with me. I'm just going to put you on hold. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. That's how it's done to get flirty at 8.30. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every Sunday for that chill-out zone. here on the UK's biggest Asian mix last chance for you to send in your answers for tonight's film in four clues one more time again for you this movie was directed by the director Priya Darshan. It was his return to serious filmmaking after a long time away from uh, doing serious films. Overall, however, this film did not do very well at the box office. Okay, It's not one of the big films of the year. Uh, it wasn't a mega box office success. Clue number two is that this is the last film to date, which has got both Bibasha and Ajay Devgan appearing together in this movie. Okay, I believe... If the internet has not lied to me, this is the last time that Bibasha and Ajit Devgan have been together in a film. Uh, clue number three is that Samira Reddy appears in an item number in this movie. So that might be something to maybe, I don't know, explore if you're having a bit of trouble. So what movie has Samira Reddy appeared in uh, for an item number? And clue number four, probably the biggest giveaway. This is a remake of the Hollywood movie Mississippi Burning that came out in 1988. Any ideas? Let me know. 
Right, time to give you the answer for tonight's Film in Four Clues. Yes, a whole bunch of answers coming in this evening, but were they correct? It's time to find out um, as I reveal the answer. <laughs> there we are. Sorry, slightly, slightly, slightly a less dramatic ending over there. But anyway, yes, as mentioned, right, four clues for you tonight. I mentioned that the uh, director for this movie is Priyadarshan. It was his return to serious filmmaking after a long time away from making serious films. Overall, however, this film did not do that well at the box office. So I'm not thinking of a major box office smash. I'm not thinking of a massive, massive hit success. I'm thinking of a film that didn't do that well. This is also the last film to date, clue number two, that Bipasha and Ajay Devgan have appeared together. The last film to date that Bipasha and Ajay Devgan have appeared together. Clue number three, Samira Reddy appeared in an item number for this movie. And clue number four, it's a remake of the Hollywood film Mississippi Burning from 1988. Apparently a scene-for-scene kind of uh, shoot of that movie. I was indeed thinking of the movie Akrosh. Now... There are many movies called Akrosh because clearly people in Bollywood cannot be bothered to think of different film names for their movies. So I'm not thinking of the 1980 Akrosh, okay? I'm not thinking of the 1998 film Akrosh. I'm thinking of the movie from 2010 Akrosh that came out directed by Priya Darshan. Ajay Devgan, Akshay Kanna, Bipasha Basu, Parish Ravel, Rima Sen in this movie, and yeah, it was a massive failure at the box office. In total, only 194 million rupees, uh, made on a budget, however, of 300 million. Oh dear, oh dear. The last film today has mentioned that Bipasha Basu and Ajay Devgan appear together and Samira Reddy has a special appearance in the song Isak Simiti Kuchbi uh, in that movie. Yeah, and as mentioned, Mississippi Burning, pretty much a scene-for-scene remake of that movie from 1988. Thank you, everybody, who got involved in the show this evening, tonight. Your answers again for three-course meal. I wanted Mahi Gill. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> Mahi Gill, uh, Gori Shinde, and Abhijit Samant. And then for th- initial reaction, I was off to the movie Mirch from 2010. Thank you so much, everybody, for keeping me company tonight. All of your emails, all your messages, all of your WhatsApps, all of your texts, all of your phone calls this evening tonight. Been an absolute blast. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Have a great weekend, whatever you get up to. I'll see you next week. Helping you unwind on a Friday with tunes and Bollywood games to get your weekend ready. Don't forget to join Neeraj on Sunrise on Fridays and Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. 